Welcome to the Tech Ranch. Now, here is your host, the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson. It's just simple as that. Cheliantis is here behind the board today. Randy, you should grab a mic, Randy, because you're going to get in the conversation. I know this. There we go. All How do you know that? Because. We're going to be talking about things you like to talk about. That's right. It's yes. true. I can't keep my mouth shut. Especially sometimes. about tech, right? Especially, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I like it when you when you chime in occasionally on the show. So because I, well, I, you. I appreciate your opinion on things. Most of the time it's wrong, but I just want to. Hey, now. Hey, come on now. <laughs> Shelly, you've been here before. Yes. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm good. 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 Are you strapped in for two hours of this show? I think so. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, let's do it. So tell us a little bit about yourself first. So I am a local entrepreneur. I do graphic design and marketing, and then I have a, a website for crafters. Okay. Called? We Can Make That. Okay. Dot me. Yep. Dot me. Dot me. Yep. All right. We Can Make That. Dot me. I love the name. And Thanks. tell me tell me a little bit about what's on this website. So if you are a cricket crafter, if you have a laser cutter, Glowforge, like we talked about uh, many times, <laughs> speaking Marlo's language. I love uh, my Glowforge. Yeah, yeah. They, we have digital files on there. So yep, that you and can then, download yep, and, and yep. use on your all your fun stuff. Yeah, on yep. your crafting. And then not only do we have the digital files, but then we do blog posts to show you fun ways to use them. So. I should have I brought my two latest pieces that yeah. I've done on the Glowforge. So. National Day calendar, we have a new mascot called Cal. Actually, Cal's been in the works for a long time. On my shoes. He's on your shoes. (laughs) He's actually on my shoes. That's very observant of you. I want to see that. Put your foot up here. Here. (laughs) Too bad we're not on YouTube, right? Oh, look at that. He's like a little calendar with some legs. That's exactly right. And so we we've had a series of Cal walking a dog and smiling and jogging and all this fun stuff. And and we have put that artwork on the Glowforge and have cut out Cal now. So he's three-dimensional and, and you, whatever. Yeah, I it's saw just, that on your Facebook page the other day. It's so and I wondered, cool yeah, that you can just that. do that. And uh, all of a sudden, instead of being on this little you know flat piece of paper or looking at a screen, you can actually physically hold it, you know, and everybody's like, hey, he's going to make a great keychain, and then his legs fall off because they break in your pocket, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> but it's cute and fun and all that good stuff. You know, he would so. make a good bobblehead if he had a head. So I've been thinking about that. That's yeah. funny you bring that up, but bobblehead day is January 6th, uh-huh. maybe it's January 7th, somewhere in that neighborhood, so I would like to have Cal as a bobblehead, yes. That would be funny. It would be funny, yeah. 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 Anyway, I don't know why we're getting into that, but <laughs> but but if you need stuff like that done, so do you? Do you actually? If I were to send you an idea, would you design it and then? Sometimes I, if it's something I can put in the shop, gotcha. Then I will do that. And sometimes people just reach out, and there's just you know certain things that they need certain digital files for, and and I will design those. But it's probably more on the elegant designs, my graphic design okay. studio. Gotcha. Okay. Well, cool. Yeah. Well, go check it out, everybody. We can make that. We can make that. Dot M E. So it's about me, of course. Um, <laughs> okay. It is selfie day. 
Oh, we should take a selfie. And we should do that, actually. It's a good idea as Shelly grabs her phone. I'm grabbing my phone right now. So, yeah, Randy, get in here, too. I don't know how you're going to do this. Right. There, you there go. we go. All right. Shelly's getting creative about taking the selfie. Perfect. All right. There you go. Sorry, so, I made you all suffer through that. <laughs> I thought I thought it would be interesting to talk about you know cameras a little bit today. Oh yeah, and how they have advanced. You know, I think maybe Randy and I have seen more advancement in our lifetime than Shelly has. Did, I don't know. I'm probably not much older than you guys. <laughs> you're not much older than we are. That's good to know. <laughs> Couldn't possibly be older than yeah, me. That, yeah, <laughs> nobody's older than me. Randy was there when Dinosaurs. the first photograph was taken, actually. So he's seen all the investments. Yes. Thomas Edison kidding. turned to me and he said, no, it was Alexander Graham Bell, actually. Oh, was it a caveman on the cave It was a caveman, yes. <laughs> you, were, you were so off. I don't, did either one of those two have anything to do with photography? Absolutely nothing. Well, yes. <laughs> yes. Edison, Edison yeah. the Black Mariah, the first movie studio. Okay, very good. Oh, wow. Very good. So, That's yes, correct. Yes. Indeed. Lots of information yes. this morning. Uh, we won't go back that far. No. We'll just go back to when we all had cameras that we walked around with that were actually cameras, you know, and, and the instant photograph back then was a Polaroid that was actually, you know, it would chemically do its thing on a piece of paper. In fact, you could feel, have you ever taken a Polaroid, the earlier yep. ones? Yep. You could, there was the actual, the pouch on the bottom that kind of held the chemicals. So you take a picture and then you would watch it magically appear like in like two minutes, it was kind of cool. Actually, I don't. Did you it, take any Polaroids? It was cool. Yeah, as as a guy that stood in a dark room for years. Oh yes, I did <laughs> photography in high school, and I had a dark room for years, and so that's a, a rather slow process by comparison to the Polaroid, right. which is as you say, two minutes and it's and it's done. But the quality. Quality was significantly eh, less than what eh. uh, you could shoot with the thirty-five millimeter. Of yes, course. that is correct. Yep. Yep. Shelly, did you actually own a camera in the I past? Did. You did. I took okay. graphic design at BSC back okay. in '92, okay. and so we did the whole developing and. Did you do I cutting had, and pasting back then? I did. That's yeah. how I learned. The first computers sure. I think that came through that program were the ones we got to. Interesting. Our class got to touch, so. so you actually mm-hmm. you actually had like an analog camera I that did. actually put film, film in it. Yes. Okay. My oldest son, his first couple, first year and a half are are all um, on film. They're negatives. Okay. I don't really know what that is, but <laughs> so there was. I since scanned most of those in. I'm trying to remember the name of golf, golf pro tours. There was two. There's three of us involved in the company that we were trying to get started, and I think it was 2000 or 2001. And these were cameras that you would put a floppy disk into. In fact, that's probably the last that's thing that we were actually, people were actually using actual floppy disks for. <laughs> were these cameras made by Sony, and you could take like 12 or 14 digital photos. The resolution was terrible, but we were going to use this to document uh, golf courses so people could actually go out and see what a golf course would look like as you're going mm. up there. Of course, now it's like it's, it seems hard to believe that's only 20 years ago. Right. And we were cut. That was cutting-edge technology. And nobody in their right mind would think about using a floppy disk for anything nowadays. <laughs> Probably like something? a vintage coaster. Or yeah, something. <laughs> something like that. This right? is true. Except this, when you go on your computer and you save a file, the save icon is still a floppy disk. That is true. That's funny. Yeah. yeah, that is kind of. Funny. I remember those floppy disk cameras vaguely. Yeah, they they weren't actually around for very long no. because 
the technology as soon as those as soon as those came out uh then it was almost like you know within a year the compact flash became a thing you know so and, and of Cards, course everything yeah. moved to that real fast and and the bigger the memory got the more the bigger the the images got and the the better quality they became you know so right. uh and then of course in well, the cell phone, I mean, that was one of the first features of a smart device was on your, was the camera. camera. You know, they talk about the camera actually advancing the cell phone craze, you know, because a lot of people, what, what do I, what do I need to carry a, a phone yeah, around for? I, I mean, want my email all day long. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that wasn't even really a consideration then too. People, yeah, people true. walked around with, uh, uh, blackberries and things like that. If they wanted to have the email experience, uh, that was portable for work, right? But it really was the camera that really took that, that segment of the population that didn't want communications with them, you know, cause they, they, what, what do you need it for? You know, you, you can pick up a phone at work or at home and make a phone call and, and, uh, but cameras. Yeah. was a whole different thing. I was cleaning you know? out my basement over the weekend, and I found an old BlackBerry. Really? And I thought, what a useless device this was. <laughs> By comparison to today's oh, by to smartphones. Today. Yeah. yeah. It only did email, pretty much, and that was it. Yeah. I remember having one briefly at work. Yeah. Um, 2008. Okay. 2008. Wow. And that was only like two years ago, right? Just two years ago. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. two years ago. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you think about this, the... <laughs> The smart devices that we use are just 12 years old. Just 12 years old. It's pretty amazing that's, that's when you about think about right. that. That's about when I got my first uh, smartphone, which was an iPhone 3. Yep. I think later in 2009 is when the first iPhone came out, and then and Android was shortly behind that. So, yeah, it's just it's just 12 years old. It's hard to believe. 100,000 hours ago. That's it. Just 100,000 <laughs> hours. Did you do that really quick in your head? I did. <laughs> I'm impressed. That's amazing. <laughs> All right. After the break, everybody, we'll continue our conversation about cameras and reliving the past, I guess. it's Because it is selfie day. We've already taken a selfie. Have you? You should take a selfie with your pet because everybody wants to know if you look like your pet, I think. So we thought we'd talk about cameras and maybe taking better selfies and things, but we're still kind of dabbling in the history of, cam- of the camera. Uh, Shelly Antis is joining me today. Randy at the control board. Yes. Yeah. I yep. said that Good right. Morning. Yeah. Yep. Good morning. Yep. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> it's like Monday part two today, isn't it? Right. The Groundhog's Day yeah. this week. Yeah. Did you, yeah. did you work yesterday? I did. Yep. Okay. Randy, did you work yesterday? Yes. Okay. Yes, I was here. So... Yeah. It's one of those quasi-federal holidays right now. People are getting used to it yet, I think. I didn't realize it was a federal holiday until I, yesterday. I think <laughs> I think a lot of people are not used to having Juneteenth right. as a federal holiday. Well, it's going to take three or four years. I, I heard people talking on the radio about the, the long holiday weekend right. coming up last week. And I'm like, <laughs> I thought, they must be talking about the 4th of July. There's no, there's no long holiday weekend. So and apparently, how wrong apparently, you are. Yes, apparently Juneteenth is a federal holiday. It, is a, it was a long holiday weekend. Yes, yeah, because it falls on if it if the nineteenth falls on a weekend, 
then it's just the following Monday, so you get a long weekend out of it. Mm-hmm. I think next year we'll still have a long weekend because it'll fall on Monday. Then after that, we'll have a day that we have to go to work, and then we'll have a day off. So it'll right. be kind of like a Veterans Day type of scenario, yeah. I suppose, moving forward. But anyway, um, so yeah, we're talking about selfies, and we were, I think, at about 2010 when we stopped talking or went to break. So, um, so Shelly, you take a lot of photos nowadays, yes. right? Yep. Okay. And uh, you you were telling me your your uh, sad story about your <laughs> DLSR, yeah. yeah. So I still use it, but yeah. it just doesn't focus like it used to. And and now that I have the iPhone, I think it's twelve, twelve okay. or thirteen, yeah. And it just takes such fabulous pictures that, and I can filter them right. Yeah, away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brandy, so I know you're an old camera buff too. I mean, do you, do you? Still grab your DLSR or film camera and take some shots, or are you basically on your phone? Yeah, I'll have to admit I'm I'm on my phone. Okay, really. I mean, I have a really good DSLR mirrorless, um, and it stays in the case a lot. Yeah, I should take it out more. Are Are you amazed at the quality of photos we get on our phones nowadays? It, it is amazing, you know, considering the the electronic integration that it takes to put that kind of circuitry into a small space like that. Yep. That that is amazing, and and the lenses, just the lens, they're the sensors themselves, right? Well, and that's that's another you know issue altogether is is a lot of the quality of photos is driven by the lens, right? And of course, but now you have software also that drives that quality right. too, and it just gets better and better. It all just the time. gets better and better. I'm amazed. So I have, um, I just got this phone. I don't even have it all synced up yet. I can't believe it fits in my old phone case, quite frankly. It doesn't quite fit. I'm waiting for my new one, but, <laughs> but it's so, it's so skinny, right? I'm going to open up. It's the S22 Ultra Samsung, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so skinny. Mm-hmm. I can hardly hang on to this thing, right? I mean, yeah, I, I think guess, mine's thinner than that. Isn't that something? I just, you, you, yeah, it is actually. Yeah. What, what do you, this do is you, a OnePlus Nord N200. Okay. And it's a very inexpensive phone, but the specs are really good on it. I think the, I think moving forward, because you know the 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 can or the uh, phones are a little bit bigger than what we used to have. People are getting used to these bigger, you know, phablet type of Tablets, phones. I yeah. guess, yeah. Um, and then also the fact that everything's still getting smaller. Um, they'll just become more and more features in these things because. They have the room now where they didn't mm-hmm. really have the room before. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, so like mine has, you know, I'm looking at the back of it here. It actually has five sensors on it. I mean, three cameras, four four lenses, and then the uh, uh, ultraviolet piece there to measure. And I don't know if there's LiDAR in this one or not. LiDAR would uh, actually sense the distance. A lot of, a lot right. of like yeah. your iPhone uses LiDAR. So if you're in a low light situation, it'll use LiDAR to determine if the, dog you're taking a picture of is 10 feet away or 40 feet away and that's how it uses that so lidar is like if you see an autonomous vehicle rolling around it's got that ball spinning on the top of it that's lidar line what what does lidar stand for again um line imaging i I think like radar i think of it as light radar that's kind of what it is yeah i'm sure that there's a more technical term than that but it's lines so if you ever watch it it's actually drawn lines at 300 lines per second Mm -hmm. or twelve thousand lines per second Mm -hmm. or whatever it is interesting yep so anyway um so this this phone the the early iteration of this the s20 um it's unbelievable how good it is in the dark yeah I'm stunned, shocked. Right. I, I was I was in 
Arizona, not too long ago, in the mountains. Well, I guess this is a little year, over a year ago now. And it's totally black. I mean, I put my hand out in front of my face. I can't see my hand. I know I'm standing on uh, like a, a trail because I drove out here, right? But I can't see the trail. I hold my phone up. I take a photo. It does a, like, it'll tell you you have to kind of hold it still for three seconds or five seconds or whatever. And what it does is it takes a series of thousands of images and it stitches them all together to make one. And then I look at the photo. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. There's the road. (laughs) There's the mountains. There's the stars. It actually takes photos of stars and the moon. And it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Have you ever tried? So, So, no. Well, that's where most image sensors fall down is in the dark. Right. They get really noisy. So it sounds like software is making up for the deficiency in the image sensor. Well, it's able to take – what it does is it takes so many photos mm-hmm. and it just, gra- you know, extrapolates that little bit of light that's there. Because even right. in total darkness, there's, you know, to us anyway, there's still some light in there. And you would think it would just amplify noise. You would think so. That it wouldn't work well. But apparently it's, it does. It's just yeah. stunning. I mean, have you ever tried to – with your DSLR, have you ever tried to take a photo of the stars? No, not with the one I have now. I mean, when I was a kid, I'd set my 35 millimeter up on a tripod and point it at the sky. Right, and you'd open the and lens I'd open for the aperture. And it, all that it stuff. was a time exposure. Yes, so yeah, that's that's and, how far back that goes. And but, now you can you can take your camera out, and if there's a full moon, you can zoom in on the moon and take a picture of it. It's it's actually stunning when you think I, about it. I did this. I did that with an earlier uh, smartphone that I had, probably I want to say ten years ago. I did take a picture of the moon. It was some, some kind of moon event was happening. It was, okay. a, it was a blood moon or something. Yep. Something was yep. happening. I took a picture of it. And it wasn't bad. And now, I mean, that, just, it would be even better on a newer just, device. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and of course, the megapixels and all that good stuff, it just sure. gets better and better and better. Yeah, the resolution keeps going up and up. So, and of course, now we have the ability to add information to our photos. And this is kind of where this conversation is going. We're, we're coming into an era now where... It's just not location, you know. So when you when you take a photo with your iPhone or your Android, you can you can your photo is tagged with the geolocation of it, right? So if we, like the selfie you just took, uh, if you looked at the the metadata that's on there, it would actually state that you took it at these coordinates, which you then could put on a Google Map and say that see that you took it at SuperTalk twelve seventy, yeah, right? That's exactly where right. we are. Right, that's exactly where we are. Well, now, and I think I'll leave this till after the break, because it's amazing what's coming next. We can make that.me. Make sure you get over to that website. Shelly Antis, our guest today. And we were... We were using tech, weren't we? We were. Yeah. We got some fresh air, some we, sunshine. We went outside. We were just talking about the cool new things you can do with your phone. It's National Selfie Day, so we figured we'd talk a little bit about, you know, maybe taking selfies and things. And and one of the features that, that uh, iOS, the new update, or the newer update, iOS 15, I would imagine 15.5 has this too, is that it identifies things. So, so the selfie you took... There's a little blue eye in the bottom of the of the picture, right? Yep. Okay, so you took a photo of the three of us for selfie day a little bit ago, and it did. As soon as you push that eye, it showed you what? 
um, just some specs on the photo. So there's a map okay. that shows exactly where we are. Okay. And then it gives you all the specs as if this was just a real-time camera. Okay. You know, the okay. aperture. And- so, Randy, she can always track you down now. Yep. Just so you know. You. I, I'm easy to find. <laughs> I'm on a short leash here. <laughs> all right. So during the break, we went outside. And Shelly, what kind of pictures did you take? I took some plants. Okay. Yeah. So your first one that you took was? A dandelion. And what does your phone say about the dandelion? So it, again, gives us the location. But okay. then there's a little thing on the top that says look up. Okay. That's and a very rare plant it is. in North Dakota, yes. the dandelion. I, I thought it was the You never flower. see those. No. <laughs> Maybe it's not the state flower. Oh, but so it doesn't let me click on it. It oh, says the, look it up and it says plant, but then it's grayed out. It's so. possible that you are in a area where you don't have much internet here. So, all right. There so, we go. The, the tree so, worked. So the tree worked. What kind of tree yeah. is it showing you? A green spruce. So there you go. So she took a picture of a green spruce right outside the studio here. And then, so you tapped the, you, we came back inside now. You tapped yeah. that little blue eye at the bottom of the picture. Yes. And then it shows you that it was a blue spruce. Yep. That's pretty amazing. All right. So the next photo you took was? Um, that we did a leaf tree. Okay. And that one also came up. And it puts a little dot on top of which exact plant it's looking up. Oh, I see. And then okay. there's a little leaf icon on okay. there. And this one is an elm tree. So hmm. just like that, you know, it's an elm tree. Yeah. So, But how do we verify that? Well, Siri said it's it we know how to, true. Well, <laughs> it's all knowing. I, I have my doubts about Siri, really. <laughs> yeah. So I'll play devil's advocate. And say, I'm sure it's right. Well, underneath but, it, there is how, like two stories underneath okay. that says Siri knowledge that has some information. You yeah. can do show more, and then there's similar images. So you can, I guess, scroll through those that it found on the website and see if they match. It's still cool. It is pretty cool. Even yeah. if it's wrong, it's still cool. Trust but verify, right? <laughs> you know, trust but verify. <laughs> But if you're, you know, besides oh, yeah. that, I mean, the the ability for kids to go out and identify plants and stuff for school assignments now or whatever, that's pretty cool. But I also see it like when you're out hiking and, you know, is is that poison ivy or, right. you know, what is it that I'm already to walk through? You could actually Instead take a picture. Instead of the touch test. Yeah, exactly. You, you want to do that <laughs> before you walk through it, not right. after you walk yeah, through it. Yeah. Oh, what was that? Oh, poison sumac. <laughs> yeah. I think that's bad. See, I would use it when I'm weeding. Is that a flower or is that a weed? That's a good idea. Because <laughs> I'm really good at growing weeds, but yeah. I plant flowers. <laughs> yeah, weeds are my specialty, too. Yeah. Have, have you pulled out a flower occasionally? Yeah, maybe once yeah. or twice. But now I just don't weed, so then I don't have a problem. Yeah, well, there you go. You wait until the flowers come up, and then you're all good, right? Yeah. My philosophy is weeds are green, so as long as it's green, then it right. doesn't matter. My whole lawn yeah. is, if it's I took out the weeds, there'd be nothing there. Yeah. So... So you don't have a service come over to spray the weeds? No, my neighbor sprayed, killed all their weeds, and now they've just got brown lawn. Oh, right. Right, because that was the green. <laughs> right, last year it was the only their green. Yeah. I thought the grass was oh. killed last year by the heat. Ah. Yeah, that was a concern. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so anyway. We, we yeah. did zoom in on the, the elm right, tree. Right, And when I click on that one and bring it up, it tells me it's an apple tree. Really? Which yeah. one? The uh, the leaves underneath the elm tree out there. So the we experiment walked up was, and zoomed in on yeah, that. really. Yeah. But maybe I guess there is kind of a little bush underneath that tree. Oh, maybe so. Maybe, so. maybe that bush no, is actually an apple. I've never seen any apples out there. Right. So what, that you're aware of. <laughs> Randy got excited right now and dropped his water because yeah. he's like, "There's apples. There's apple trees." <laughs> well, yeah. you have yes, to water it. and phones don't mix. By the way, you'll right. have to watch that tree for later. Then, if that's a little apple Let's tree see. out there. 
That's interesting. It might be a crab apple tree. It might be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It very well could be. So anyway, so I'm, I'm I'm a little jealous because I don't think my phone has that exact feature. Now I have a third party app that's a plant identifier, and you can open that up, hold your phone over it, and it'll tell you the kind of plant it is too. But it's really cool that you can take photos, and after the fact, you're not really sure. I mean, if you took a photo of a group of people, and somebody said, "What kind of tree is that behind there?" You know, you could actually tap on that, and it would tell you the kind of tree that's sitting there. It's, it's really, really cool. cool. Yeah. And when you're out somewhere and you're thinking, "I need new bush by my garage," you yeah, know? exactly. And then you see one that you like. You can really find. There's a lot of uses exactly for this. What it is. Yeah. So, and and this this technology will progress. I mean, I'm 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 going to imagine that animals will become a thing, and of course, you and I will become a thing too, because our phones are getting smarter and smarter with facial recognition facial, yeah. too. You know, it's not going to be big systems anymore. It's going to be built into all of our phones. So when you take a picture, you know, right now, like if I upload a bunch of photos to Google Photo. Like in a day, I'll get something back and it'll say, do you want to, you don't want to mark your sister in these or whatever? Cause it recognizes that person and you can, you can say yes, you know, make sure that, that, you know, her name is associated with that photo or whatever, but it's just going to be commonplace. You know, I'm going to guess in another year or so that uh, the new iterations of our devices will just have facial recognition built right into them. So Yeah, and that happens when I go into my Photos app on my phone. Right, now. right. They're all organized by right. person. Right, yep, yep. So it's getting better and better, but it's just going to be, instead of after the fact, it'll be during. So you will have the option to, you can probably hold, you know, sometime in the near future, maybe with iOS 16, you won't have to push the blue eye on your iOS phone to see what that plant is, you can just say, hey, I want to know what that plant is, and, and Siri will just tell you. Or Randy, for that matter, because Randy's all-knowing as well. I'm just saying. <laughs> He's like Siri's brother, huh? <laughs> I, I don't know what to say about like, that. Really. <laughs> we were talking I, about, I, I don't want to sound conceited, really. <laughs> we, we were talking about Jimmy Carter this morning at breakfast, and, of course, everybody brings up Billy. So you're kind of you're, you're kind of the Billy of Siri. Bill, Billy Carter? Billy Carter, yeah. Billy Beer? The, the beer, the beer drinking brother of Siri. <laughs> I remember when Billy Beer was out, it was like $35 for a six pack, which was. Are you serious? It was a lot. Yeah, because it was rare. <laughs> I took a trip down to Florida. This was 1982, I want to say. I was driving down to Florida, went through Georgia, and there was Billy Beer at a rest stop, and it was $35 for a six pack. What do you mean at a rest stop? At a rest stop. Like. <laughs> A roadside yeah. stop on the highway. Like our rest areas along in North rest Dakota area. here? Well, they whatever? became collector's items. That, that but was... who sells beer at a rest stop? Well, it was Billy Beer. So, <laughs> I've, I've it was never, a rare commodity. I've it never seen beer it sold was, ever it at was a rest actually, stop. Yeah. You I mean, it, it might have been off the highway. Okay. I have my memory. You know, it was 1982. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. I'm thinking to myself, what in the world? The, that was my last vacation, by the way. 1982? Hey, that's, <laughs> literally, I'm not kidding. Well, that's why things are foggy for you. That's why you things are always foggy. You should go on vacation. Yeah, you need a break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mentally, if not physically. That's funny. Anyway. It, it did let me look at my cat, too. On and, oh, nice. What kind and of cat it, do you have? It's American short hair. There you go. Unbelievable. short-haired cat. Yeah. It doesn't say they've got, that. They've got an app dogs, now that will tell you what mood your cat is in. You hear about that? <laughs> they do have an app. It's called Tably. Really? It's called Tably. I Take a picture of your cat's face and it'll tell you if the cat's happy or not. Interesting. Is it cat I know my happy? cat's happy when it's not scratching me. 
So you have it. <laughs> doesn't have his claws in my face. I know it's happy. I don't need the app. Right. But there is, in all seriousness, there is an app that does that. It Interesting. Does speaking speaking of cats, and you know, we we would not know if that's correct or not. So they can get away with whatever they want to say right. with that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, selfies. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just talking. We're and just talking, talking about and talking. it, yeah. So thank you for staying with us. <laughs> yes. That's exactly right. Chelyontis is in the studio today. And of course, our, our board producer extraordinaire, Randy. So do you guys remember the first selfie you ever took? No. Randy? <laughs> I'm sort of selfie impaired. Okay. I'm not good at That's it. Funny. I, the first one? No, I don't remember. Did you ever try to take a selfie before we had smart devices like did you try to hold the phone uh, or the camera up you know like you're on the mountains and you're trying to get this thing and you couldn't tell because you had film in it and never i do i do remember trying it a couple times okay and i also remember it didn't work it, it always <laughs> had to be somebody else holding the camera yes right like here would you take a picture of us please you yes. know you talk to some random stranger, stranger yeah here, would you if they don't abscond with your camera then you get a picture but. right well, my, my wife, Alice, and I, you know, we've always, we always like traveling and, and we were, uh, before we had digital phones, we would always try to do this. And of course, because there's film in the camera, you just can't, and there's no view screen, you just can't look and see. That's right. So we have photos of, you know, half of one face and nothing of the other. And, but occasionally, we got one right, but usually it was never like we were in the, you know, really in the frame, both of us together or whatever. It was actually kind of a hilarious thing that we had going with it. So the new way of taking selfies is taking all the fun out of it for us. We right. just, you know, now they're perfect every time. And, and you yeah. can see instantly. And you can see instantly. Before, yeah. 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 If you don't like it, take another one. So um, any tips on taking selfies? What do you, what do you two like to do that maybe gets you the best selfie? Hold the camera up at right. a 45 degree angle okay. and look up at it. So like you don't want, you don't want the camera below you or below right. your face. Right. right. Or, yep. s- or straight on. Right. Yeah. The high you up know, one. If you try, as much as I try to look like I'm looking at the camera, I'm not looking at the camera right. when the f- selfie comes out. It looks like I'm looking elsewhere. Yep. So I found that the, holding it up above my head sort of and down slanted down that's that's the best my kids call that the mom selfie yeah <laughs> the one that's yeah, and I, don't, yeah. I don't ever make the duck face what oh, thank you the, I duck, the that. duck face okay yeah you know the duck face. i do yeah duck selfies yes. i don't do that okay i don't think yeah. i don't I think, think any men do that I like i think there's an age limit yeah, yeah. you have to be <laughs> like under eight. 16 <laughs> but there are some kids that have to do it every time every time mm-hmm. every time yeah, yeah. right so any any other tips? I mean, do you do you have a hard time like trying to push? I always have a hard time pushing the button, like you know, getting your arm up there to to do this. So so I've started to talk to my phone now. Just take the photo, you know, and you can say take photo, and it'll just take a it'll uh, at least on mine, and then it'll give you a three three second countdown and and do that. Have you done that before? Or? Yeah, and okay. then or set the timer or set the timer. I, yeah. I've never. I just thought about that a timer. I never. Check to see if there was a timer. I bet you have. But that's one. a good idea. Yeah, because yeah. you you're always trying to fumble, trying to push the button. Yes, right? yeah. that's a problem. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So there's, there's, those like are the best. I, the I think volume button that takes the photo too. So when you're holding it on the side, you can just hit. I can't remember if it's the down or the up button, but you I, hit the volume might, button. Might depend it'll take on a, the phone. I yeah, didn't know that. Take a picture. Yeah. Are you so yeah. seriously? You can actually take a photo with your down or up button. I think so. Let's see if I'm a liar. We're trying it. 
Just yeah, like that. Yeah, oh, the down button, the down on, button the on your iPhone. Yeah. Now I'm gonna number two of the day. Right. Look at you today. Should we take another now, one of the duck face? Now we all have to try. Yeah, now we all have to try here. Everybody out there, open your phones up now. Yeah. And get your photo. Get your selfie up and then push push your down button on the volume as I'm trying to I don't even have <laughs> a face a really the right way. There we go. There. Look at that. There it works. R- Randy, yeah. it actually works. Now you can put it on your uh that's yeah. actually, Instagram. That's actually that easier. Too. Yep. That's yeah. a lot easier than trying to get to that that button that's button, on your screen. Right. So. Especially now that they're like we said earlier, the phablets, like the phones are so wide. Yeah. I mean I have big hands so I can handle that, but Never Not knew that. all the time. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes so, they tap, you know, tap your the faces in the picture too. So it's another tip so that they get more folk. They right, focus in on right. Them, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And of course, lighting is always a good thing. Should you be looking towards the sun or away from the sun? Right. I think it depends on the clouds that day. Well, you certainly don't want to take photos into the sun. Because that backlight, you know, the backlighting type of scenario uh, will wash out the photo. So if you can just turn around and have everybody looking into yeah. the sun is usually better for your photos. Cloudy days are the best. Right. By far. And if it's partly cloudy and you're looking for the opportune time, wait for a cloud to get over the sun. Yeah. So. Gets rid of that harsh just, glare. That's right. That's right. Then, then the if, light's diffused when it's, right. when it's hazy or cloudy like that. How about how about tips in general, Randy? From when you were in your, you know, when you've used the digital SLR. I mean, what were, were there other things that you would do, you know, when you're trying to take pictures of photo or of people that would be helpful? Well, you know, in the film days, you had f stops to control the light, okay, and shutter speed to control right. the light on your camera. Right now, it's all pretty much done for you. Some cameras you can set manually. Um, so I used to know how to use all of those tools. You know, in the olden days, right, right. <laughs> but now it just kind of does it for you. Well, you can you so, can go into like professional mode. Most most of your yeah. phones nowadays have professional mode, and you can still set mode. that. You yeah. can still yeah. set shutter speed. Well, right. it's, you know, it's virtual, right? You know, because the shutter was a mechanical device, and so this is the electronic version, right? The software, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, there, and there's a lot of uh, you know, I'd get out and I, I would just get out and take twenty minutes sometime and just play with your camera. You know, yeah. just especially if you're going to get into like if you have a family reunion coming up or something like that, don't go out there and discover how your camera works while you're trying to take pictures <laughs> of 20 people, you know, right. or trying to take a selfie. Person should get a little practice, practice in because it's very frustrating for the people around you that if you don't know what you're doing with your, with your camera or your phone, right? So yeah, that would be my idea. last tip, I guess. Mm-hmm. So. All right, uh, make sure you come back after the break, everybody. We are going to be talking about artificial intelligence and hmm. this gentleman who thinks that he has one that's sentient. So this would be really, really interesting to talk about. Talk of the Town, weekday morning starting at 9 on Super Talk 1270 and the free Super Talk 1270 mobile app. We can make that.me. Go check out that website and you can find cool stuff. Right. Yeah. Your crafter is yeah. where you want to hang. And you have a calendar too. 
We do, yep. We're, we have we're, a you and I so. are in, in competing calendar businesses. Well, not yeah, really. Not but really. You're, you're, <laughs> but you're, we use them. They work we, very well together. And yours is a planner. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that real quick? Yeah, it's a planner for entrepreneurs. So okay. if you're running a website, running an online Etsy store, whatever it might be, um, it'll help you organize your social media. So it really Organize? Helps. I know. It's what does that mean? Like organized and social media in the same sentence. It's like the show. Work when you're <laughs> so organized. Yeah, right. <laughs> Stop laughing, Randy. Yeah. I can tell you're chuckling inside. You. I didn't yeah. even break a smile. <laughs> he wasn't listening. Because he knows. I wasn't listening. <laughs> My mind was wandering. Yeah. 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 He was thinking about taking more selfies. That's right. And now All I can right. improve my selfies. So it's funny after we were uh, you know on that break right there, all three of us had our phone out and look at all the cool different options it has. It's amazing what your what your camera yeah. is capable of doing. So it's like that big DLSR just built right in. Yeah. To that. Yeah, exactly. Fits in your pocket. Well, we spent an hour talking about selfies. We should probably move on to other yes. things. So you left us with a teaser. What was the teaser again? Oh, artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence. Yeah, I'm going to leave you there for a little longer because <laughs> uh, I want to talk about this a little bit too because it actually transitions from from selfies pretty well. Uh, satellites. They're using a technology now, and I have to actually, that's what I'm looking up here. It's called synthetic aperture radar. Are you familiar with this, Randy? Mm-mm, no. Synthetic aperture radar. Shelley, no. Okay. Never heard that term. We're sitting here in So Umbra's satellites don't take pictures anyway. They take synthetic aperture radar, which functionally means radar data from space. It works like this. A satellite shoots microwaves towards the planet then waits for their echoes to bounce back up. Because the satellite will have orbited to a slightly different spot between the radar's emissions and returns, it effectively functions as a camera, and it works through clouds. That's the big deal. So right now, if you were to take, if you were to ask a, and you can do this, by the way, you're a farmer, and you want a satellite picture of your field because you want to see how your corn is doing or your wheat is doing, okay, you can actually order a satellite image, and within 24 hours or so, they can get an image to you. That's how it works. And it's wow. getting better and better all the time because there are more and more satellites. I call them drones in space. They're like little bread boxes in space floating around, and they take pictures, and there's thousands of them now. And uh, um, But the issue has always been, you know, that it's if it's cloudy, then you got to wait another 24 or 48 or 72 hours, whatever, to take that photo. Well, a lot of things, like, Let's say you have a an insect infestation going on. You know, a bunch of grasshoppers are starting to move into your field. In 72 hours, your field could be wiped out. Right. You know, so time is of the essence with these things. When you order these, there's a reason you're probably ordering them because you notice a couple of grasshoppers hopping around. Do, do parts of my field have, do I have to go out and spray or what do, what do I have to do here, right? And you can't, it's not practical a lot of times to go out and start, and even if you to drive around, or even if you do, there's a lot of space in between the roads, and you know, unless you get out and walk the field or whatever. And nowadays, farmers have a lot of fields. I mean, that's just right. it's it's not practical probably to get out and inspect all your fields. So you can take these images, and then with the software that overlays on top of it, it'll tell you if you have insects, if you have blight, if you have all these things that are going on in your crops, and then you can take the you know the proper whatever you have to do to to fight that off okay so oh. this is always this has been a big issue with clouds and now this technology is there 
that can get through clouds and take images. So, so yeah. Kind of like a big Earth selfie, then. Is really it's kind of like a big Earth selfie. <laughs> there we selfie. go. Back there to we selfies go. Selfies back, back to selfie day, people. <laughs> so this technology is, 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 is interesting and... You, you can't, uh, you can't say like if you're, you know, breaking the law or something now and it's a cloudy day that the satellites aren't tracking you because they can now. So there you go. <laughs> Just warning everybody out there. Right. Big government, you know, Big Brother is watching. So it's amazing it can work through clouds. That is kind of amazing. Because yeah. at those high frequencies, water greatly attenuates the signal. So if there's, if there's rain in the clouds, it would have to over, uh, the signal would have to overcome that. So it must be high-powered satellites. As well, must be, and yeah. my thinking. You have you now. You have me really thinking about like autonomous vehicles too, because this is a big deal with autonomous vehicles. When it starts to rain, the sensors aren't aren't uh, mm-hmm. as good as they could be as well. And a lot of times, in in a self-driving vehicle, uh, if the weather gets too bad for them, they just pull off to the side of the road, or or they allow you to start self-driving because they can't. You know, in in those type of uh, situations, this type of technology might overcome that. So that's interesting. Yeah, that would it help really with is. my yep. uh, oh. my satellite, my cable. On oh yeah, days. oh yeah. <laughs> so who knows? Maybe that will be a thing too. Yeah. You know, where they'll be able to overcome that. Had, so you do? Do you still have satellite? We have uh, Direct TV. So, Actually, yeah. beaming down. Yeah. Yeah, I've so, had that. I've had that a few times. So well, do you have do you have Dish as well yet? Or I, direct TV I don't, or something? I don't have it now. Not anymore. No, I'm a cord cutter now. Okay. Well, me too. That's <laughs> so it's why all I, streaming. That's why I was surprised by what you yeah. said. And I think even like Direct TV and Dish have gone to where you just put the app on your on your TV and it streams in that way as well. Maybe I need to make a phone call. Then. I, I don't know. <laughs> you might be able to save a couple dollars doing that. I don't know. Right. Um, it's good to know. Yeah. So. The radio station here, you guys beam stuff in here too, don't you? Or or not anymore so much? Well, a lot of our programming uh, on on this station comes in uh, via C-band satellite. Okay. So we've got that big dish on the side of the building right. here. Right, And that's uh, that's what they call C-band. Do you ever have issues with that when it's like weather conditions uh, like, like we've had the, the last biggest problem, days? The biggest problem I've had with it is wind. Okay. Wind changing the... The shape of the dish or moving the dish off of aim because it has to be aimed very precisely. Right. So I've had trouble with that. And when there, we get snow in the dish, of course, it changes the shape of the dish. Therefore, the signal goes down. So okay. The, those are situations where I've had the signal cut out. But, you know, and I've heard that in other AM stations also that, that get satellite programming. But it's not a big deal when it's raining outside. It, it really isn't. That's it really isn't. Yeah. That's okay. interesting. Yeah. Thing. And it's a pretty low powered satellite okay. that it comes off of, but it's okay. It's it's not such a high frequency that that the um the signal is attenuated that much by rain. You know, but we have a link out to our FM site, which is at a slightly higher frequency that does get affected by heavy fog oh, okay. or heavy, heavy rain. Okay. But it has to be really heavy. Okay. Like yeah. the day before yesterday. Yeah, I mean we're not we're not getting <laughs> up into the new five G frequencies, which right. will really be inhibited by a lot of these things. It's amazing how many antennas they they figure they have to add uh, three times as many antennas many, for five. Well, because G to the, work. at at those high frequencies, they don't the 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 radio frequency energy doesn't penetrate buildings very right, well. Right, but it's it doesn't not, travel very far either. Right, right. So you need all these filler base stations yep. everywhere. Yep. 
I wonder if 6G will be, not that we're getting off on another rabbit hole here. But let's get 5G first. But, you know, <laughs> 6G is already ready and available. Yeah, well, I'm sure. You know, so. I'm sure. But, you know, there's 5G and then there's low band 5G, which is no faster than 4G. Right, right. It's and just that's, a market. That's thing. really what we have here right now. Yep. You know, we don't have full fledged 5G yet. When, when we see all these antennas going up everywhere, then we'll know it's arrived. Yeah. So I'm not sure what the timetable is on that. Well, it's, it's, uh, is it a, $350 billion project to get the United States to 5G. Yeah. It's some incredible number. Yeah. Right, right now it's rolled out only in major markets, yes. big cities. Yep. You yep. know, and it's fast, you know, up to two uh, gig- gigabits per second. Yeah, it's it's well. it's 10 times faster than 4G, mm-hmm. basically. So, which yeah, is, it's, which is 100 megabits. Right, right. So, or up, and I should say up to, I think, uh, 4G, and you know more than I do, obviously. It's good that you're on the show because I just <laughs> know the, the generational things. But, um, my guess then is that 4G probably ran in, in the 20 to 100, where 5G is in the 200 range. So that's why they say it's up to 10 times faster, <clears throat> but it can be as little as two times faster or. Well, I saw a video that was taken in Providence, Rhode Island, where, where, uh, a person with a, a 5G phone, was on a street and they downloaded a file in 4G and it was 100 megabits per second somewhere yeah. on that order and then when they crossed the street went underneath a 5G antenna they downloaded the same file and it was at 2 gigabits per second oh so 20 times so faster so many 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 wow. many times faster wow wow so 5G will be many many times yeah. faster yeah yeah and 4G So the possibility of a computer program or a robot to come in sentient has been debated for decades. You know, are we actually turning artificial intelligence into actual beings? Well, oh geez, there's somebody who used to work for Google. I'm not sure if, if he's been just suspended or if he's been actually terminated now. Um, claims that a chatbot called Lambda, and the reason I think that this is funny, so L, L, it's capital L, small a, then capital M-D-A, Lambda is what the name of the project was. Hmm. So Revenge of the Nerds, remember that? They were chapter, they were part of the Lambda, Lambda, Lambda. Yes. Yeah, (laughs) all right. This is what I think is so funny about this, is that this this, uh, AI... Uh, is called Lambda. Um, and this Google engineer claims that the company's sophisticated large language model named Lambda is actually a person with a soul. The engineer, Blake Lemoyne, considers the computer program to be his friend and insisted that Google recognize its rights. The company doesn't agree, and Lemoyne is on paid administrative leave. Okay, so... This person actually thinks that this chatbot, so this program was designed, and we, we all use them. I mean, you use Siri. Right. I use, you know, Google and, and uh, um, Amazon's version of, I call it computer, I guess, but it's also, I hate to say the word because I'm going to set off everybody's, <laughs> you know, Amazon, you know, right now, and I don't want to do that. 
Although you can listen to Super Talk 1270 on your Alexa, so make sure you do that. You just said it. I know. Alexa, turn on Super Talk 1270. We just call it the A word. There you go, the A word. Don't say the A word. Right. Anyway, um, so we are already talking to our devices, you know, and we almost have conversations with them. In fact, I ask my, well, in fact, I'll just do it right now. Hey, Google, how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? And it's thinking I'm in a bad area for internet here. The studio, did you guys line this thing with tinfoil at one time or what's the deal? Probably. <laughs> it's still thinking. Usually it comes up with some crazy thing that it, how it responds and it's not going to work. Right. Never on the spot. Never on the spot. It's kind but of funny. If you weren't does. talking to it, it would have right, already up an right. answer. So anyway, um, we're using these things and that's what this project was to in, in, you know, enhance the conversational whatever, you know, with humans. And this guy truly believes that this is a sentient being now and uh, has rights, has feelings. In fact, it actually, the chatbot actually asked the engineer uh, about morals of robots one time. Hmm. So what do you guys think about this? I mean... Do you think we're coming to an age where, I mean, and, and, and should this, are we coming to an age where, where this is possible? I mean, this has been talked about for a long time. And if it is possible, I mean, are we creating a, a, a new species? Are we creating, what do we, what do we, what do we have going on here? And how do you feel about it? Don't want to say it can't happen. Okay. I don't want to say that. I, I don't think machine learning, well, naturally, it's not there yet. You know, it might be there in some uh, universities or laboratories with supercomputers, um, but not not in general use. Okay. So as far as a, a machine becoming, a, as you say, a sentient being, I think that's a long way off. I think it's possible. Okay. Well, I don't want to say it's not possible. Let me put it that way. Okay. I don't want to say it's possible. Okay. But... Any misgivings on this at all? Any misgivings? I mean, yeah, I think it's creepy. Okay. I think right. it's darn creepy. <laughs> Thank you. That's it. I don't yeah. want, you know, we need to control the computers, not the other way around. And, and, right. And, and is that what creeps you out is the fact that they're going to, like a Terminator type of scenario <laughs> where yeah. they're going to look at us and go, these people need yeah. to consume food and they need to sleep for eight hours a day and they're ruining they're, the planet. Yeah, they're ruining the planet. <laughs> I mean, Their breath smells bad. We don't have any of those things. Right yeah. It's science fiction right now. Yeah. What was the Stephen King story about the trucks that took over the yeah. world? Yeah. And the humans, their only function was to gas up the trucks. Right. <laughs> and when they dropped dead at the gas pump, they just got another human, enslaved them, and they kept filling up the trucks. Right. Right. So that's kind of a, an analogy. I have not heard that. A one. metaphor for. <laughs> Shelly, what do you think of this? I mean,. You know, at the end of the day, I feel like they're still a computer. Okay. Yeah, and they you know. do what they do what they're programmed to do. Right. That's what they do. Yeah. Right now. So you you think this person who's saying this is basically somehow or another just developed some type of I don't know like a kinship or a friendship with this AI, and that's all there is to this, and is duped into thinking that it actually has feelings and mm. is uh, asking okay. these questions. Yeah. Hey, he's a whack job. Okay. <laughs> no, I kidding. wanted to say that, but I'm kidding. But, you know, 
I'll, okay, I'll admit, I'll talk to Alexa and I'll. On some level, I feel like Alexa is a person. Okay. But I know intellectually, Alexa is not a person. This is artificial intelligence. Okay. With accent on the artificial. Yeah. But a five year old who's talking to Alexa um, doesn't uh-huh. have, you know, the wisdom that we have yeah. in our years, right? What do you think? What do you think that five year old is? I mean, it goes up and I, I've watched this happen actually. And, and I, I, I see this, actually, I see this all the time. I don't know how I feel about it, but I think it's, I think it's interesting. You know, like you're in a room full of people and the five year old is getting a little ignored. Happens all the time, right? Because right. that's the little person. I've actually watched this scenario where that five year old goes to Alexa or Google and starts talking to the device. And in fact, the one time I actually seen this person, this five-year-old want to hear what, you know, you know t- I think the question was count to me or uh, count one through 10 in Spanish because the five-year-old wanted to learn Spanish hmm. and was going to use Alexa to do this, right? Uh, so it was like the go-to device when everybody else is ignoring me and now I have control over Alexa or I have control over Google, right? So, I don't know. I think our younger people who are growing up with this might feel differently about it than what the three of us do. I think they they grow up eventually and discover it's a tool. You know, it's not a being, it's a tool. I mean, at that age, they talk to their teddy bear, too. Right. And the cartoons. (laughs) Right. They think the cartoon characters are real. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I think there's energy you get from people. And I wonder if this is why mental health is such an issue. It could be hmm. because we need we need human humans need, human need other humans. That's true. That's so a good point. As it as with a heartbeat, our devices yeah. that are talking to us. I mean, they 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 don't sound so computery anymore. They sound right. like you can real make them, people. No, they, know, sound, male, they female, sound quite natural. <laughs> I've heard voiceovers on commercials that I kind of knew were not real voices. Yep, because they sounded so natural. But yet there were little subtle cues in yes. that that let me know or believe at least that these were uh, this was artificial speech. Right. Right. But similar, that's, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to say like similar to Jurassic Park. You know, you watch that. It looks like those dinosaurs are really right. there. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. We've pretended it's real, but. And that's interesting, Randy, that you brought up the, the, the voiceover space because um, artificial voice or whatever you want to call it. Um, is really becoming a thing and is kind of starting to become mainstream in a lot of the things that we watch, listen to, what have you. Cause I've watched, I've listened to the same or not maybe the same commercials. Uh, and I've actually gone onto these websites and, uh, you know, you type in a phrase or whatever and then you can, you have a menu of do you want it to be an Australian woman? Do you mm-hmm. want you want a uh, British speaking gentleman? Do you want somebody from down right. south, up north? And you just say, "Yeah, I pick one of these voices," and bang, mm-hmm. it just comes out, and it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, they do. I hear some videos on YouTube that have voiceovers that are are clearly synthesized yes. voices. Yes, and they're awful. They're awful. They're awful. TikTok's the same way. In fact, yeah. TikTok yeah. really. In fact, they almost take it to the extreme. Like they want you they to want, know that it it's yeah. Audience. And, and yeah. I'm, I can listen for one minute and then that's it. Yep. I can't take any more. Yeah, so terrible. Yeah, I agree. And the I mispronunciations. Agree. 
But I have heard voiceovers that I'm pretty convinced that it's synthesized speech, but it's very natural. Yep. Well, all right. Well, thanks for weighing in. I didn't mean to creep you out about this. (laughs) I hope I didn't creep anybody else out. I'm in the same camp you guys are. I just don't think that we're there yet. I don't know if this engineer was actually personally working on the project and has a personal vested interest and developed a kinship with this AI. That's kind of my right. thinking with this. Because he probably made it to, to speak to his needs. I'm sure he did. And, so. and that's why he feels this way, yeah. you know. But all right, everybody, after the break, we're going to be talking about NFTs. Shelly, what do you know, know about NFTs? Not a whole lot. So Randy, how about you? Non-fungible tokens. That's what they are. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're going to get into that. So get Some over of them are selling for big money. Big money. Some are being given away, you know. How long did it take you to learn English? I think that's a loaded question. Isn't it? <laughs> I, maybe I still haven't learned English. That's maybe you need that's to get debatable. I maybe you need to get Babel for that because I certainly need it. Just you're not going to learn Spanish in 15 minutes. I can tell you that. That's a good start, right? I mean, I think you need to speak a language with somebody who speaks the language to really learn it. Have you ever tried any of these, Jelly? Have you ever tried any of the languages? I want to. I want to try it too. I took four years of high school French. Really? You would think that I could speak it fluently after that. No. No. No, You really have to speak it all the time. Okay. Yeah. I can. It's weird. I can think in French. And I can sort of understand what people are saying, but I can't really speak it. Okay. Interesting. Not as easy as it sounds, really. With all due respect to Babel. Or uh, what's the other one? Uh, Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone. Is that still around? It is still around. Um, Do you know where that name comes from, by the way? The Rosetta Stone. What is the Rosetta Stone? <laughs> I looked this up once. Is that a person? No. It is a person. I will, I will admit like that I've forgotten. If I remember, and maybe we'll have to ask the all-knowing Google, but I think Rosetta Stone was a pseudo-whatever of Dr. Seuss. Oh, interesting. Pseudo, mm. what is it called? Uh, Randy's going to look it up now. Mm. I, I, I'm glad that you're doing that. I'm a the- So Theodore Diesel... Theodore, right. Theodore Geisel. Geisel, thank you. <laughs> See, I, I used to live in Springfield, Massachusetts. Okay. And that's where that's where Dr. Seuss was from. Okay. So we're So what what am I looking up? Where Rosetta Stone oh, is Rosetta. related to Theodore Geisel. Rosetta Stone. We need to know the what? answer. Uh, asking the magic oracle. <sighs> oh yeah, the language learning still exists. Yes. We're all waiting that's, patiently. That's pretty much all you get. Really? The Rosetta Stone is it's composed of <laughs> Grenadierite inscribed with three versions of a decree issued in Memphis, Egypt in 196 B.C. Hmm. Which has I, no, that has nothing to do with Dr. Seuss. Hold on a second here. I'm looking it up here, too. Speak among yourselves. Uh, we will do that. Oh, Rosetta Stone, Everyone. Dr. Seuss. Here, here we, we go. go. Yep, there it is. Right there. So what is the relation between... The connection between Dr. Seuss, Rosetta Stone, and Theo Lisag. That's what it's saying. Did Dr. Seuss create Rosetta Stone? It's kind I'm of like reading. seven steps to bacon. Eventually, if you go back far enough, right. connect the two. <laughs> he, penned a number of, he penned a number of books under other names, such oh, as Theo Lisag and it, Rosetta Stone. It, it was a pseudonym. Oh. Yep. It was a pen name. That's Rosetta what I tried Stone. to say. Pseudo-whatever. Again. Mm. I need Babel so I can learn English. Right. 
Pseudonym. Pseudonym, pseudonym. I, I babble enough already. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to pay to babble more. Oh, and I turn I turn my notes off now. So we're gonna be talking about NFTs, which Randy actually was right on the mark. What is an yeah. NFT, Randy? A non fungible token. So what does non fungible mean? It's it's a piece of, of digital. It's a piece of digital it can be artwork. It can be music. It actually means it can unique. be a movie. It, it's unique. It it's cannot unique. be duplicated. That's correct. Very good. So it's like having an original painting. Yes. And then Shelly, what does token mean in this instance? In this instance, I'm here to learn. I think. Okay. <laughs> so token means it can be transferred over a blockchain. Oh. So a unique item thing doesn't have to be digital, but it usually is that can be transferred on blockchain. Okay. Well, most of the time it has to do with art and it can be art can be music. It can be drawings. It can be whatever, you know, um, that's really what's been traded, but it's getting more broad now. So I think that NFTs are going to start moving into, let's say, you know, Randy and I have never bought a Gucci. Have you ever bought a Gucci before? I have not. Okay. No. Okay. But let's pretend I have. Let's, let's pretend you have. For, that's right. <laughs> so wouldn't you like to know that your Gucci is actually 100% one of a kind and authentic? Right. You're spending yes. $1,000 for this bag or $2,000 for the bag, right? Yeah. So an NFT can actually guarantee that that bag is an authentic Gucci bag or an Adidas shoe or Nike shoe or whatever you're buying that's a little more high-valued. And I think that that's where NFTs are really going to start moving to, uh, even even like concert tickets. So, you know, you buy a ticket from some third-party whatever online to go see um, the Michael Jackson, holo, holo, you know, holographic show, okay, and – I'm really talking tech now here, right? but <laughs> right. you're going to go see this and you want to make sure that you have an actual ticket. Well, they can actually back that up with an NFT or what have you. So I think that that's where a lot of this stuff is going to go. Um, is in, so you're, you're marrying both the digital world and the actual materialistic world, so to speak. Interesting. Are you catching up with me there, Randy? Or would you yeah, have, so there, okay. are, there are artists that have put out songs as NFTs. Yes. So you can own an original song by an artist. Yes. And now you own you, you own, own that song. That's yeah. your song. You can and, do whatever you want with it. And on the artist side of it, if you're doing that, is that the artist, unlike somebody who painted the Mona Lisa and got $3 for it, right? <laughs> I don't know what... what you know what, what the exchange rate was back then. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably worth fifty cents nowadays, right? Um but when that resells as an NFT, the artist can actually have a royalty built into that. So if I if I bought something for a thousand dollars and then Shelly comes along and buys it for ten thousand dollars, the artist who actually painted that or made that song or what have you actually gets a percentage of that transaction and it can go on forever. So hmm. That's like really attractive to creatives, significantly attractive to creatives, because most of the time it's a one and done scenario for, especially if you're doing a gig for somebody, right? Um, now you can continue to receive royalties and that type of thing. Randy, it looks like you have something to weigh in there too. <laughs> He's got all I kinds have, of stuff. I have, the, I have that look on my You face. do, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I love to learn. So it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a look of, 
of of great interest. And now I forget what I was going to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's throwing really he throw me off my game here. I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to spot. do that. Uh, was I going to say, oh, these things go for millions of dollars. Some of them do. Yeah. yeah. Millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. And what I find interesting, too, is that some of these things that have gone for a lot of money have, you know, it's like somebody just, just threw a bunch of colors on, on a board and, and put it out there and, and they're selling, they were selling like crazy. I think a lot of that had to do right away because a lot of money had, or a lot of people had a lot of money in crypto and, uh, didn't really know how to, how to use it, right? They put thousand dollars in crypto. Bitcoin went up crazy. They got a hundred thousand dollars in crypto now. And all of a sudden NFTs come along and they're like, well, I can buy that. There's some value to that. You know, now that the crypto, that crypto has crashed, I think it's going to impact the value of NFTs in that space. Now, I, do I believe there's value moving forward? Absolutely. I don't think we've even scratched the surface of where NFTs are going yet. Uh, because the ability to add an NFT to something, again, that proves that it's unique is so valuable in a world where everything can be counterfeited. I mean, everything mm-hmm. can be. I mean, yeah. you could you could probably there's probably ways you can put NFTs to code, for example. I mean, there's there's so much code that gets ripped off from you know one company to another, little snippets here and there, and people are in court all the time. Imagine just put an NFT to it, and then you can absolutely prove that this is yours. And there's maybe no more court. I can't imagine a world without that. But right. um, but you know what I'm where I'm going with this. It kind of feels like just a copyright. Yeah. 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 yeah, in a way, that's in what a way, it would be. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, or trademark or whatever, right. but it, without digital. the lawyer fee and yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, and the all filing of that, fees. right, right. Now, there's cost to to publishing NFTs, of course, and there's a couple of places that you can go with that marketplaces, what have you. Um, I'm just reading through my notes real quick here because I know we're going to be pushing up against the clock like usual. Um, <laughs> anything that you have, anything you're you're foggy on on NFTs? No, it. Definitely makes more sense than it did okay. this morning when I was drinking my coffee. Okay. <laughs> so you as a creative, actually both of you as creatives, I mean, Randy, you could you could, you know, make your own music. You could mm-hmm. you could do some voice tracking and, and create some stuff that's uniquely your own. Shelly, I mean, all of the stuff you do on your website. Right. We were just talking this morning, a couple of us creatives, where somebody reaches out and they said, We see this design, we want to turn it into where we can sell it, people can just print it on anything, yes. you know, print on demand. Yep. So that would be a good way to track. You could actually have, uh, you know, something. So all the artwork that you have on your website, for example, you could actually make those NFTs. You could still sell those, but somebody could come along and pay you $5,000 for one of your designs, for example, and then you, you'd make an arrangement with them that, you know, for every every time I resell this piece um, for 10 bucks that they get 20% of it or whatever, but you're selling the bigger right. piece yeah, to them and now you have to license it back or so whatever you, however you want to look at it, you know, so there's yeah. a lot of ways that it can be worked out. And I think a lot of companies are going to work. They're going to look at what they have for digital assets for other things that they have done, whether it's music or whatever, and they're going to start putting NFTs to this. So, right. I, I mean, it. just when you go to the store and the print that's uh, the print that's on your shirt, yeah. the print that's on your bedding, that's you exactly know, on your right. Comforter, those are all, all of digital that. files that have commercial all, rights. Every one of those. Yeah. And if they're big selling pieces, they're mm-hmm. worth a lot more money if there's an original sitting around someplace. Yeah. yeah. 
design it once, sell it many. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm on yeah. board with that ship. I'm in. All right. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. do it. Let's create a bunch of NFTs, you guys. What What is the cost to create something like that? You know, it can be, it can, that's a, that's a good question. I think it all depends on who or what marketplace you go to. The the more, just some setup costs initially. Um, so, you know, you, you can publish NFTs probably for 10 or 20 or 50 bucks. It just kind of depends on where you're going at with them. It's the cost of creation of NFTs that's probably the bigger thing that you have to look at. You know, and then, you know, like if you're Adidas or or Nike or whatever, I would imagine that all the attorneys and everybody else that gets involved with that, that would be many thousands and maybe even millions of dollars by the time they get their NFTs published mm. because of all the legalese with it. But somebody like the three of us, I mean, I would imagine a couple hundred bucks would get us started. Yeah, I mean, know? I didn't know so, if there'd be a significant investment. Yeah, or- yeah. I just, I think it just depends on what you have for assets already. You know, if you have something that you think would be a great NFT, then you can get out there and start publishing it. It's cheap enough to try. It's cheap enough to try, mm-hmm. and again, it depends on the marketplace. You know, the the more reputable marketplaces charge a little bit more than the ones who aren't as reputable, and I think a lot of it has to do with the uh, crypto that they accept as well. I think the ones that accept more kinds of crypto will cost a little bit more than ones who are dialed into just one kind. And I'm trying to remember the name of the one kind here that's used quite a bit. I know I have it in my notes, but I have a lot of notes sitting here. (laughs) So I'm not going to find it in time. But there's, there's a variety of different cryptos that can be used with NFTs as well. So... All right. Oh, yeah. And here's some examples. Uh, trading cards, comic books, sports collectibles, games, artwork, all can be associated with NFTs. Uh, public blockchain like Tezos, so that's T-E-Z-O-S, um, is one of the places that you can go. Um, actually, that's the blockchain. It's called Tezos. And then trying to see the how am I, how am I doing for time, Randy? I think we're up against the clock. Okay, here. I better go then. <laughs> this will be next week project, I guess. So there you go. I'll come back with more information on NFTs. I think this is a good conversation to have because I think a lot of people are confused about NFTs, including myself. Right. So you this keep is a great that term everywhere. Yeah. So it's a great time to just learn about it, and maybe together we can get through it. So. <laughs> Am I good now, Randy? <laughs> yes. Okay. Thank you. I've fallen asleep at the switch here. I don't know why. <laughs> no, it was it was me. I did. I, I noticed that you'd push the red button, but you didn't push the slider up, and I'm just talking over here like I, like someone's yeah. listening. Exactly. <laughs> and like normal, nobody is. <laughs> I have the power to control the microphone. Thank right. goodness. Thank goodness. Well, we had quite the show today. Yeah. It was Talked fun. about uh, selfies. Get out there, everybody! Today it is National Selfie Day, after all. Take a selfie or two. What is your favorite kind of selfie, Shelly? Um, you know, I'm more taking pictures of things I've made to put on the blog. So okay. I'm okay with without the selfie. <laughs> okay. So you don't actually stand there posing with the I thing do you every just once made. in a while. Okay. You know, okay. it's that's part of the marketing thing. You put right. your face out there once yeah, in a while. Once in a while. But... Yeah. Randy? Well, I'm kind of selfie impaired, so I don't take a good selfie. But <laughs> when my wife and I go to a concert or something like that, we always take a selfie, you know, like in front of the stage. 
you know, show yes. we were there. It's kind yep. of a moment, yep. a memory. Yeah. Yep. Look, I got know. out of the house. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, basically. <laughs> well, well, today, since we learned that you can use the down button on the volume to take right. photos yeah. with, that's a good thing. So, yeah. Hey, it's yeah. been fun, everybody. Yeah. Thanks guess what? The show's yes. over already. Yeah. Just wow. like that. Just like that. Shelly, uh, thanks for being on the show. Get over to WeCanMakeThat.me, right? Yes. WeCanMakeThat.me. Yeah. Check out Shelly's work. She's amazing, so you want to do that. Oh, thank you. And uh, until next week, I guess, have a great tech week. Yay. <laughs> thanks, Marla. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Tech Ranch with the Guru of Geek, Marlo Anderson. This has been a Q1 Network production.